Hello, hi, welcome to the Psychodynamic Psychology Podcast. If we haven't met yet, my name is Alina. I'm a German psychologist and psychodynamic psychotherapist in training. And today I'd like to explore the feeling of being behind in life. And I'd like to suggest one possible explanation for why so many of us feel this way. That has all to do with self-alienation and self-esteem. So let's dive right in. I have a feeling that in my age bracket, the feeling of being behind in life is rampant. Um, I don't know if, if you can relate, whoever is aged between 25 and 35, or maybe even later, um, but most people in that age bracket feel the pressure of a timeline. Um, somehow 30 is supposed to be the new 20, but biology doesn't adhere to that, and I also think that many of our own fantasies do not either. Because many people this age feel so much uncertainty. Like, what am I supposed to do for a job? Do I want kids? Do I want to be in a relationship? And if yes, in what sort of arrangement? Where should I move? All of that combined with the assumption that we should have this all figured out. We should have clear answers to those questions uh, that somehow we're supposed to just know. And there is an intense fear of missing out that is driving everyone forward. I would say even if we don't know, you know, for ourselves, what exactly progress would look like, you know, we just assume it, it would feel better. And then there is this dread um, Or sometimes a feeling of certainty that we have missed out already, which I think is the essence of being behind in life. So when we talk about feeling behind in life, I think we can understand this feeling as a comparison, um, either a comparison with other people, you know, you look to the left, you look to the right, and people just seem further along. Um, or it can be a comparison with a different idea or a different ideal we have picked out for ourselves. And I mean, it might just come down to the same thing, um, because either way, there are unfulfilled expectations. There's a gap we experience between either us and others or who we are and who we wish to be. And those gaps, those unfulfilled expectations, usually lead to feelings of disappointment. Um, maybe there's also insecurity, uncertainty, FOMO. And also, and this is the crucial part, we connect you know this point in the future where this fantasy you know will come true and we will no longer be behind and you know we can check all the boxes we connect that with positive feelings uh we hope that then suddenly all those negative feelings and i don't know the confusion anxiety guilt shame would all be gone 
And then we set out and we seek out all sorts of tools around productivity, self-improvement, personal development. Because if only we were more productive, you know, more efficient, if only we knew exactly what will get us to the peak of the social ladder, if we only fulfill all those expectations and, I mean, heck, even surpass them, you know, over-deliver. If we did this, then we won't have to deal with these uncomfortable feelings anymore. And so we can approach, you know, this dilemma from many different angles, I guess. Uh, the one I see used the most is probably to look at the gap between the individual and societal expectations. I'm sure you'll find many videos or podcast episode talking about the impact of patriarchy, politics, toxic work, cult work culture, you know, and much more. And what I think can be counterproductive in those explanations that you know are all about the individual versus society is that if we only orient ourselves towards the big picture you know the entire system something that's bigger than us we miss or should we say avoid personal wounds and later on, maybe also personal responsibility, which is probably the one way uh, we have to, to change our own lives. And I mean, it's not that this is not true and not important, but because of the danger of only talking about you know, those high level cultural expectations, um, you know, which in and of itself will create more distance to our own stories, I would like to shift my focus for this episode towards us as individuals and our, our own wounds and stories. Because even that from a psychodynamic perspective, we can look at this feeling of being behind in life and, you know, the, the mechanism of trying to get ahead as fulfilling different functions or standing in for different problems uh, but in this episode I will limit myself to one or two um, and I like to focus on self-alienation and self-esteem because I think what reveals me more than anything that the feeling of being behind in life is tied to fundamental questions about our own self-esteem, who we are, what we want, is the fact that we often don't feel sustainably better even if we did the thing and checked off the box. Even if we are ahead in life, you know, whatever that means. For many of us, the feeling of disappointment remains. And if you were one of those people who, you know, after setting out to achieve something because you felt that it would make you happier and it did, you know, con congrats, go for it. I I'm really happy for you. But for anyone else, um, maybe you know the saying, uh, it, it goes something like, um, be careful what you wish for because you may just get it. And I think there is truth to that, especially in regards to this feeling of being behind in life. Even 
if we checked all the boxes, it won't solve our fundamental issue because the pursuit of being ahead in life is a defense in itself. Let me repeat that. The pursuit is a defense in itself. Um, what do I mean by that? You see, you might feel a sense of sadness, uh, uneasiness, frustration, and you'll attribute that feeling to the current reality of your life, specifically to falling short of your expectations or of someone else's expectations or of your fantasy. And you then believe that the sadness, uh, uneasiness, shame and frustration will not be there anymore as soon as you reach a certain state, as soon as you're no longer behind in life. You know, once you landed that dream job, I don't know, find your life partner, bought the house, have kids. Then the entire operation, you know, of feeling behind in life and all the self-improvement, personal development, productivity, or also mindfulness um, to get ahead and no longer feel behind becomes a way to deal with those negative feelings. And that right there, is basically the psychodynamic understanding of phobias. You know, you take a big scary feeling uh, that is connected to an existential angst and you attach it to something concrete in the world that you feel is in your power either to master, avoid or deal with. And this is how you manage anxiety. This is a defense we call displacement. And we use, in this case, you know, the comparison game, trying to get ahead, trying to check boxes to manage our own uncertainty about our own self-esteem. But in the end, no outward achievement, no box you can check, you know, like great job, check, married, check house in the suburbs with the designer kitchen check none of these can answer and calm our displaced fear of not being lovable because the question of can i feel good about myself am i lovable how do i feel good about myself those are very old questions and in the attempt to not feel so behind in life, we try to answer this very deep old question with rational platitudes. We try to catch up or even surpass, you know, all the others, you know, that it, it really points to a more fundamental alienation from ourselves. We are not attuned to what matters to us, what makes us come alive. We operate based on um, if-then mechanisms. All we do is look for mistakes, shortcomings, and how to fix them. We don't want to fulfill expectations out of joy, but out of duty. 
we can be so lost and alienated from ourselves that all we can measure ourselves up against is the timeline of other people. And this is actually the place where we can get deeply in touch with our own story. We usually ask questions that are more about, so how can I fix this? Uh, how do I become more productive? What is the best method to reach that and that outcome? How do I finally get my shit together? Um, and I mean, of course, those questions have their place. We do sometimes have to solve very concrete problems, that's for sure. It's not per se that that is a bad way to, to think about things. Those questions do have their place. And also comparisons with others have their place. Trying to get ahead in life has their place. Wanting to achieve something has their place. But I would say that the much more interesting question and the one that touches upon our own story, those questions would be how come I feel so much pressure? I wonder where this fear of missing out comes from. Or I wonder why I feel so paralyzed to move forward. Where does my fantasy of, you know, making it or not lead me? Because those are questions that are less about shoulds you know, they're less about, well, you should do that or you shouldn't do that. They're less about fixing because they don't focus on objective mistakes or objective shortcomings that are then, you know, to be fixed. And they're less about solving because those questions don't have a clear answer. There, you know, I, I think Mark Manson is it who, who has a saying about that self-awareness is like an onion and the more you peel it, the more likely you're going to cry. You know, those questions, they don't have clear answers. They much more invite us in into a process of discovering more and more about ourselves through feeling our way through these answers. They are much more about, you know, the curiosity of um, well, basically about the origin story of this disappointment. They lead with curiosity towards the origins of our self-esteem and to our question of who we are, why we do what we do and what it is we want. And by the way, we always want more than one thing, but that is the topic for maybe another episode. And so I think making our way towards finding answers to those questions. Um, and to be clear, this is not supposed to be a rational exercise. This is a much more emotional, introspective exercise. But I think that making our way towards and through those questions might bring us much closer to ourselves than just checking another box. I think that finding our way back to ourselves, basically, to our own story, to our own story of origin, you know, going way back where all this comes from, I think regaining that connection 
is what can truly bring us clarity in life. Because as long as we don't have that connection, we will use the timelines of other people, the goals of other people, the games of other people, and we will try to to play them and achieve them and solve them. And none of that is going to lead to a sense of meaning or a sense of aliveness because it's not ours. As long as we try to establish and maintain a sense of self-esteem by playing those if-then games, um, if only I will make a lot of money, then people must love me. If only I have this house, then my parents will finally be proud. If only I find a spouse and we will have kids, then I will feel good about myself because I will be leaving a legacy. Pursuing and playing those if-then games will always lead to more disappointment because even if we win the competition, if we come better off in the comparison, if we win the game, it will still not lead to more meaning because, as I said, it is not ours. So before you load another pair of shoulds onto your shoulders or before you outsource um, your self-esteem to another achievement, I hope you can take some time to become very curious about what the feeling of being behind, the striving to get ahead, and the feeling of disappointment has to do with your own story. So if you're interested to dive deeper into psychodynamic psychology and this sort of thinking, for whatever reason you might want to use it, um, you might really love my newsletter and my upcoming project, The Psychodynamic Circle. You'll find links to all of that below, plus other ways to connect with me. So make sure to check them out. I want to thank you so much for your attention. I'm very much looking forward to having you back for another episode. And until then... Take care and bye-bye.